Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Today, December 26th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. I have limited time since we're doing our pirate stream that we were going to do on on Christmas Eve, but... (laughs) Of course, Comcast didn't want us to, and the internet was out in the, just in our office, so we had to reschedule. But that'll be today at 4 p.m. Central Time. So I'm going to see if I'm even capable of getting through the information that I have set aside today in an hour, a little more than an hour. So today, in general, we're going to be talking about specifically something I talked about with Allison Morrow this morning, which is the same words are violence agenda, but specifically being pushed aggressively from Peter Hotez. And this overlaps exactly like I predicted and didn't know before I said this on her show. I didn't say I knew for sure on the show, but I said, I think I bet you, I bet you if you search, you'd find this in there and you'll find that the overlap between the sustainable development goals, the United Nations, the, everything we're talking about with the words, our violence agenda that's being framed around anti-vaccine rhetoric, but it applies to everything we're dealing with, even the right wing extremism. It's very clumsy, and all of it's exactly like we were discussing. The words are violence agenda. No matter what you believe in regard to these injections, you cannot claim that someone's opinion around them, whether right or wrong, is aggression or is violence. This this completely destroys any reality, even assuming it's still here, of actual conversation and debate around intel. You know, intelligent debate around ideas, whether policy, science, anything. If you're if you're allowing an essential authority to decide where a line is and what you're allowed to discuss on anything, you are guaranteeing yourself some authoritarian, tyrannical action, maybe tomorrow or in the near future, because whether it's happening now or not, the power collects. And we've seen this. So we're going to talk about his recent just complete embarrassing fumble on Joe Rogan, showing you what these people really are, what they think health really is. We're also going to talk about some Twitter censorship and some information around the continuing absolute dumpster fire that is the conversation around, or rather, weird way to frame that, the whole vaccine conversation is a dumpster fire. The point is the waterfall of experts and scientific research coming out showing you these things are dangerous for everybody, anywhere, at any point. It's just that simple today. And we're going to go through this today and hopefully reasonably quick, but I want to start with some stuff uh, around foreign policy to begin with. Just a couple of quick points I wanted to make. I saw this going around and I thought this was pretty ridiculous. Remember the whole conversation about the Taliban and all they needed to kind of stop people who moments ago were screaming they were terrorists and that's why 9-11 star, you know, just all they had to say was, oh, they've reformed. Didn't you know? They're now working with women so we can forget all the things we said before. It's not that simple, but that's how it worked in a moment where we pretended like the Taliban was kind of on our side again and it, it's been gone, it's gone back and forth throughout, throughout the process that is the illusion around afghanistan but remember the whole point was that we were leaving them in control essentially because they it was a group that was trying to be sort of like saudi arabia right even though the argument for why that country had been occupied illegally and destroyed for 20 years was because of the taliban at least in part just shows you how and they've never changed (laughs) Oh, what they whether they lie, they did fabricate and lie in general on every side of this, but they have been what they are then and they are what they are now. Take it or leave it. You can come to your own conclusions about it. The point is they change their narrative based on what they want you to think about who they're working with. Sort of how Saddam Hussein can be, an, a, you know, a freedom fighter against the Iranian bad guys right up until they suddenly make him the biggest boogeyman in the world. Or Osama bin Laden can be a freedom of a warrior of peace, according to the Washington Post, until the moments later becomes the biggest boogeyman in the world. You'll find an odd correlation between the biggest bad guy in the world and moments before they call him that working with the United States. 
classic, all the way back as far as you want to look. What does that tell you? The point here is that this is now shifting again and Taliban ban women from working for domestic foreign NGOs. Okay, well, did they ban women or did they just never actually change what they were doing before? And now this is a turn of the narrative to get you to look back at them and say, ooh, now they're bad again because AP says. The point is it's just absurd to act and watch the way that they choose and ignore all sorts of things around the world, ignore first on their allies, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, EUA, all of them doing things way worse in a lot of ways than they would want you to see in comparing to places they don't, like Iran, Syria, where they hype and focus on things that you may disagree with, but ignore in places they don't want you to see. It's an irritating ongoing problem. But here's how it works. Right after this, Germany speaks up and says, we need to see a clear global reaction to the Taliban making an internal choice to not allow women on NGOs from their government's perspective. But we need a global reaction to that. Now, you can disagree with it all you want, but think about what this shows you, what these governments see themselves as now. If you're not seeing the outlines of the global government they've been yelling you or a maniac to think was happening this entire time, then you're not paying attention. They're acting in global steps now. Pandemics, equity, everything. It should be alarming to you, even if you agree that this is wrong. This is not how this is supposed to work. If you think these governments truly care about this, as opposed to them using your outrage as a means to an end, then you're simply not watching what they're doing now or paying attention to history. Now, on some Ukrainian points, Ukraine government points, Alex Cannon points out, hey, did you know that Zelensky's got a book deal? Yeah, apparently he's got a gigantic book out, a message from Ukraine. Imagine how we got the time to write a book during a, the ongoing invasion. Right. Or make his Vogue covers or his speaking with Bill Maher going to all these different global government agenda. Right. But meanwhile, he's fighting the biggest invasion in history. Now, I'm not saying that there's not obvious things happening. Donbass has been ethnically cleansed for 10 years. That's real. But this, guys, is we are being gamed with what we're staring at here. Whether you want to look at it from a specific Zelensky point or a larger global governance point, It's just ridiculous to see how propagandized this thing is, how wag the dog all of this is. And that's a point that goes everywhere you want to look. Here's a, 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 just a quick insight point. It says when Ukrainian president himself on the record and see how young he looks there it was a while ago, admitted that the Nazi collaborator Bandera is seen as a hero, which, which he is, to a huge swath of Ukrainian population. And, and it's normal to them. And these Nazis have plaques and statues all across Ukraine. No, it wasn't pre-2014. It's still happening, and they just pretend like you don't understand. Well, okay, well, how about I argue then you don't understand the hijab conversation? Does that work that way? No, because they understand, and you're wrong. <laughs> Apparently, it only works one way to pretend like we misunderstand what we're looking at when you can literally watch people giving Nazi salutes in front of CNN. But that's, you know, you misunderstood that one. Got it. Understand. Well, here's Ukrainian kids being brainwashed by Nazis to murder Russians. You can watch it for yourself. It's just one example, right? But you can see this a, a lot if you actually take the time to look. Not just on some random Twitter account in the United States, but by people posting their own stuff in Ukraine about their own youth camp, uh, summer camps where they train them to kill Russians. It's, it's literally as easy as you think it is to find this stuff. It doesn't mean every Ukrainian thinks this way, but what it does mean is the media is in a childish fashion stomping their feet and plugging their ears to what you can see right here. And have they promote the idea of killing Russians on a casual way, in a casual way, pretty much everywhere you look right now when you engage with this conversation on Twitter. 
talking about how Russians make the best fertilizer. These aren't being taken down by Elon Musk Twitter. Isn't what is that if not promotion of violence? Funny how that works. Seeing as we've also had examples of conservatives being censored for criticizing Zelensky. You know, whether that was Trump or excuse me, whether that was Elon <laughs> Freudian slip there or the FBI or former Twitter employees, I guess we'll never know because that's the forever excuse. I wonder how long it goes until we can start going. Can we assume there's no longer rogue Twitter employees? No, because there's always could have been one. So no matter what happens, they can always go, well, could have been the FBI. Well, yeah, it could have been, could have been anytime we talk about these things. It could have been like that around Trump and his election and his cabinet. But oh, we can't question those things. This is interesting though. And I agree with him here. It only took our government two days to vote for 1.7 trillion dollar spending bill, but over five months to send you six hundred dollars in stimulus. Let that sink in. Yeah, because they care about you. Right. I mean, that's that's there's no there's no way to even debate that. This is ridiculous. This is just simply showing you where their priorities lie. And he points out then versus now. Now, again, everyone's seen these memes. It really is embarrassing. It's amazing. Anybody bought this how the media itself could be calling them exactly what they are moments before February 2022nd, and suddenly you don't understand anymore the thing that they just wrote about. Either So I guess they were wrong before then? I mean, how does it even, even work that out? Point is, they weren't. There was an agenda to make this clear because at the time, it was being built to lay at the feet of Russia. That fell apart. Now, as we all proved, I think I did a very clear job of that, Project Aerodynamic that the FBI, or rather the CIA, I argue also a lot of other angles, but the CIA specifically built this. On the record, guys, literally got Michael Abed, the most prominent example in their dynamic, Operation Aerodynamic, <laughs> that didn't mean to even do that, used him as the central part. He was a Nazi war criminal, not a neo-Nazi, not a fascist. Yes, those two, but a Nazi war criminal. That's the time when this was happening. They built this, and then suddenly it fell apart because we exposed that. A lot of us did, and so then it just became, whoa, wait, never mind. (laughs) You were incorrect. We were too. We misunderstood. The point is, you can see them promoting this, and even on this very flag, now you could argue that's not what this is. Certainly could not be. Looks sure looks like the double lightning SS kind of concept for me, but you can find this stuff everywhere on their patches and they go, oh, you don't understand. Got it. Well, here, just a quick, uh, well, I think I'm going to skip this for the purposes of time today, but a great clip from Chip Roy speaking against the whole, the whole way this has gone. Now, look, I don't, I, I argue as always that one side will always hype up, they'll act like the victim and the other side's doing, all, and, and what they point out is true. Look at what they did here and there, and you should be outraged, except if it was in reverse. Who knows if they would do it, too? I argue probably. Nobody wants to think that way because that guy's on your side when you're watching this, but the problem is all of them are not on your side, guys. The problem, though, is what he points out is true. That the way, and Rand Paul made a great point about this. The way they've done this spending bill is insulting to your intelligence, and it, but it always goes this way. This is a game being played, and you are the one being stolen from. It's just infuriating. The bill we're talking about... I mean, we're talking about trillions of dollars, but almost a trillion as usual, even earmarked for war, but understand in defense, excuse me. But the point is that there's, it always goes over a trillion when you factor in the things that they just don't call defense, even though it really clearly is. Then you've got 40 billion, 100 billion, all said and done from multiple angles going more to Ukraine on top of everything else that's been sent. It's insulting to your intelligence. 
It really is. Now, one point that I want to include that I will go over in the future is that Ben Johnson points out that FTX executives were pleading guilty to fraud one year ago in federal court, but the scam was allowed to continue through the midterm elections so the fraudulent money could be laundered to Democrats and win elections. Now, the last part, of course, is his opinion. I, I don't like how that happens, but you know that he, he should. I would argue you should have put comma in my opinion. This is why, but whatever. The point is, I do I do believe that's what happened. But I, my point is, I guess you couldn't argue that that you could know for sure that that's why this happened, right? The scam was allowed to continue through this because of that. Well, I would argue that makes sense. We don't know for sure, but here's my point. See, this is where people don't like the irritating objectivity. The problem is objectivity, especially right there, is necessary. We will just get. people are being trained to almost hate being objective hate due diligence so when you come around it and go but wait did we do this they go oh here we go again god damn you and your due diligence holding up all of our games it's just frustrating isn't it you can tell it frustrates me because you know objectivity is important and you know that even if we have 99 percent, you can argue that we don't know for sure they hate that a lot of people do including people that know better but anyway the point is in this it shows January 19th, 2022, which is what they were, this is very interesting, the time frame. Now, this here says that the original press release contained the date January 19th, but the page had been updated to reject December 19th, which is really interesting that Twitter of all places has, I think, the correct fact check, if you will. What's interesting is that it really does seem this way, that this shows you looks like it was not a Photoshop was a mistake, and that's kind of what this person figured out for themselves. That's what they're even saying right here. If you look at the Wayback Machine, apparently the original release from the Department of Justice did, in fact, say January 19th. Then they changed it to say December 2022. I mean, think about how crazy that is. So are you going to argue that they literally made a mistake in their original post and didn't correct that anywhere, just quietly updated it and pretended like it wasn't the case? I'm just trying to grab it real quick. I didn't have it open. Right there. Look at that, guys. Now it says December. Now, sure, it could be a typo. What I think is interesting is that it could indicate more than that, and we're seeing a larger cover-up, the kind of cover-up that we actually believe is happening, including the FBI. Just something to think about, or rather, more specifically, including the Department of Justice. Very interesting. Now, I want to skip this as well. Just the ins- this, a quick fun point to, to, to point out how absurdly embarrassing it is that people like this have no, seemingly no understanding of cryptocurrency at all like pain like watching your like watching your grandfather try to discuss how to set your vcr clock (laughs) throw back to my my growing up you know anything just take a new technology and watch the old generation try to work their way through it it can be really tough to watch sometimes this is supposed to be an expert when it comes to finance this guy doesn't even understand basics it seems and yet here he is calling anybody dumb anywhere who's investing in things like litecoin litecoin of all things that's not even considered an altcoin I mean, I don't even think he understands these things. Now, I am completely very skeptical and very concerned about any crypto at this point. I always really have been. I've just always kept my mind open to the possibility that these things could be utilized. Right? It's not at all costs. The point is, if it got to a point where it was very clear to me that all of these were being used against us and there was no way to use them back, well, then I would drop them immediately. The point is that these people are actively trying to pretend that all of this is FTX and you're dumb for being involved. Probably because that's the point, guys, trying to scare you out of the market. Just a thought. Now, I want to make a quick note about voting in general. My brother's been sharing this with me uh, about the the uh, Katie Hobbs discussion. Now, I'm I'm very I'm very interested in this, but you know my core mentality that this doesn't is this this is real not real to begin with. 
that the voting itself, the whole process is completely broken and bastardized and doesn't even translate to what we think it does. Now, I look, I've made very compelling, compounding information and videos and, and reports about this, about all the information we have. That at best, you can very easily prove that this is broken to the point to where I'm not even sure how that manages to end up translating to somebody being elected, even if they wanted to. But at the end of the day, if I believe that, it's hard for me to lean into something like this, which is the point about her with her the ongoing process and, and the litigation to show that, uh, as it says here, or where was it? One of her, uh, it was, oh, I thought I had, oh, I think I had the wrong tweet up, actually. There was, I think it was something like 40-something percent of the ballots were supposedly invalid, but of course they have their own arguments and it goes back and forth. The point is that it's hard to trust anything when it's coming from a very partisan manipulative stance because they all seem to manipulate for their side or omit information when it benefits what they're doing because they've they've convinced themselves it's for a greater good or whatever. But either way, it I, you, you want my honest opinion? Was there cheating in this? 100%. Beyond doubt. It's every side though and they see this side doesn't want to hear that. That I feel like you can easily prove that it was happening on both sides during this entire breakdown. And was it more on one? Sure. Probably. You guys, I could even say, yes, my point would then be if the voting system has been broken to the point that I argue, then why would this even matter? This might even itself be the distraction. I'm not saying I know that for sure. I'm going to piece through this and we'll watch as this goes forward. I just don't trust that this is this feels like more about keeping us tied up in the argument about old election processes than realizing how we're being marched single file into the technocratic panopticon as well as the injection problems that are being rapidly exposed as we're focusing on things like this. Now, I argue you should still look into this stuff. I just, I'm on the fence. I'm willing to entertain where this goes and, and get, engage in the deception, even if I think that that in and of itself is on top of another deception, if you get my point. But we'll keep on that. I just want to include that because I think that voting is in the very one of the biggest manipulations out there. But uh, I like he changed his name, apparently. Sister of Cat Turd from a different litter who was moments ago, or, well, maybe this is a different account. It is. That's funny. Somebody somebody chimes in and says, so what do you do when the whole government is corrupt? And I just said, first, let's stop pretending voting in a corrupt system is the answer. The only way to not lose a corrupt game is not the play. What comes next is for each of us to decide. I don't have all the answers. I don't want to be your savior. But I do know that step one of solving any problem is first accepting that we have one. And I include my article down here, that I've put up before, why your vote no longer counts, the true power of abstention. Now, this was a show at the time. That's why it includes an election fraud already underway, and it was during 2018. But if I have the time, let me see. We'll play the, a little bit of this. I wanted to play this video real quick, just because I think this is really interesting. I haven't played this in a long time, but I want people to really reflect on the illusion of voting, especially with what this shows us. And this is a Princeton study done specifically around the idea of whether or not as it says here, corruption is legal in America. And not just whether it is or not, but specifically about how the process works, right? Whether if, if people are lobbying and spending billions of dollars to influence voting over a long period of time or a short period of time, what does that do to, let's just, hyperfet, let's just pretend, an honest system, right? What does that do? Well, you're about to see what it does. It creates a situation where the lobbyists and the moneyed interests control the end game even if they don't tell you that when they want to get elected, the politicians. For the last few years, I've had this sense that everything I learned as a kid about how America's government works is completely wrong. But I had no idea how bad things actually were until I saw this one graph. 
Researchers at Princeton University looked at more than 20 years worth of data to answer a pretty simple question. Does the government represent the people? Now, this is what they found. This axis here represents public support for any given idea. On the left, at 0%, are ideas that not a single American wants. On the right, at 100%, are ideas that everyone supports. This axis represents the likelihood of Congress passing a law that reflects any of these ideas, from a 0 to a 100% chance. On this graph, an ideal republic would look like this. If 50% of the public supports an idea, there's a 50% chance of it becoming law. If 80% of us support something, there's an 80% chance. You get the idea. Now, most Americans would probably agree that, with a few exceptions, we should be as close to this ideal as possible. Unfortunately, the way America actually works doesn't even come close. Take an idea that nobody supports, literally nobody, and it has about a 30% chance of becoming federal law. Now, take an incredibly popular idea, the most popular idea this country has ever seen, and there's also about a 30% chance of it becoming law. There's just no way to misunderstand that. You don't influence the outcome. Let me say it again. The voter does not influence the outcome. There's just no way to misunderstand this. Now, you could argue that they, like, well, if we're talking about voting, that's one thing. But if political action, well, sure, political action can influence those lobbyists to, to, to pay and spend differently. That was sure as hell out in, influence the outcome. But voting and not doing anything else, well, it's showing you right here. You don't change the line at all. This means that the number of American voters for or against any idea has no impact on the likelihood that Congress will make it law. Put another way, and I'm just going to quote the Princeton study directly here, the preferences of the average American appear to have only a minuscule, near zero, statistically non-significant impact upon public policy. Sort of like masks and reducing transmission. Not statistically significant, right? All it means is there's no benefit or no influence on the outcome. It's amazing this can come out in seven years ago. Has over two million views. I mean, for crying out loud, even what's her name from the Hunger Games did her own video about this. And yet here we are. Nothing changed. If anything, it got way worse after this. It just goes to show you that there's almost a game being played where they tell you what's going on through some side channel or some you know peripheral discussion. So almost like they could pretend, well, you know about it and you're weirdly okay with it. So you're voting still, right? So we're good then. How, I mean, you, you're giving consent to this system every single time you vote. Now, if you pretend like voting's important, explain for me how this makes sense. How do you vote your way out of that? It's a fair question. So if you've ever felt like your opinion doesn't matter and that the government doesn't really care what you think, well, you're right. But there's a catch. This flat line only accounts for the bottom 90% of income earners in America. Economic elites, business interests, people who can afford lobbyists, they get their own line. Exactly. Look at how much closer their line is to the ideal. When they want something, the government is much more likely to do it. And when they don't, they have the power to completely block it from happening. That's important. Now, given it doesn't always work in their favor, like it's so, well, it, they can be spending and spending and spending and just sometimes, like with cannabis, for example, you can get a, a flurry of action from people, not voting, mind you, but political action around the side that causes things to act differently because of influence and perception. However, on the other side of it, 
It doesn't matter if literally every single American on this in this country votes a single way they can make sure it still doesn't happen i don't know what else we need to see now yes this is one graph and one study from princeton like anything else it could be wrong it could be influenced but my point is there's been numerous follow-ups to this this is not up for debate this is the way that works now we just pretend this is the system apparently right now it's, it's not perfect but it's the best one we got we love to run in place don't we it's just so very clear no matter how much the rest of the country supports it they get what they want, and guess who ends up paying for it? You do. We pay for it with the most expensive. Now, the, uh, now I'm gonna, in the interest of time, I'm going to come back, or I'll probably play it again in the future now that it's on my mind again. The reality is this is clear, guys, and it comes out of your money and your conversations, or rather, you know, the, 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 the effort to point out that you need to fund this or that, X, Y, and Z for whatever narrative, and it all goes in the same direction. That's the game we're playing. Now, talking about Twitter... The problem is, guys, that we're at a point now where the same thing is being applied in a really alarming way through social media, that we're doing little votes and different things and acting like it's democracy, except we can't verify any of it. The same way we can't verify that your vote translates to what they say it does when they trot some senile person out into office. This is alarming to me. Now, I'm not saying that that therefore means that it doesn't. I don't know. It's amazing how I don't know or we don't know gets translated to people's minds as he's saying it doesn't because that's partisan two-party paradigm garbage clogging up their brain cells. The point is, we don't know. We don't know how this actually works. We know what we also don't know, whether the Twitter files information is exactly what they're presenting it as because we haven't seen source material. It's the same game in a different angle. As I said before, what we're seeing on Twitter right now is the trust the science moment for journalism. They're trying to convince you to trust at base value. Well, it's been going on for a long time, right? Sources say, government tells us, unnamed anonymous sources they're driving entire agendas where the fbi leaks what they want they point to that leak as the information they use to justify more action self-fulfilling prophecy they've been trying to convince you that uh, that their clout and national security and whatever else are enough but it wasn't really sticking this seems to be working well well in, in a negative way as far as they're gaming here but this is alarming and this whole twitter spaces part of it first off is really concerning to me look at this image by the way Twitter Spaces has their own thing now, apparently. And they shared this in a scary good space. Right. So meaning you're involved in a Twitter space discussion. And this is the image they use. Now, I may be reading too much into this. But think of like metaverse and like the idea. This is from uh, um, uh, Netflix uh, Stranger Things, where she's being, you know, basically her body is being uh, used by an, a, a demonic force or, you know, whatever the right words you want to use there. The point is, that's what you use? Like, you're so immersed in it that you're not even present in your life? Yeah, that's my point, guys. There's more to this, I'm telling you. That's my opinion. But my God, that's an alarming way to represent what you're doing. But I was trying to join one of these today. Somebody, I got multiple people that reached out and said, Ryan, they're doing Fauci files. I'd love it if you jumped on there and gave your thoughts. And I said, okay, I'm, never even, I'm not even sure how this really works. I looked into it. And I said, okay, what? I'll jump in there. I waited in this thing for almost an hour. As I said, sure is fun sitting here as the host continues to skip over me. You can see I've requested. Now, look, as I said, he isn't under no obligation to let me speak. He's the one hosting this. It's his call. But it's pretty clearly, in my opinion, a controlled conversation. There's a lot of interesting people and comments in here. But the way this all goes, it just felt, I mean, the way that even the host is talking about, like, the lab leak theory, like it's some weird abstract thing he's just discovering. I'm just like, my God, this is painful. As I said, I'm still waiting for the actual files to be released. Screenshots are not source material. 
as I said, for anyone truly informed, now again, that's my opinion. For all I know, I'm uninformed. My point is that as I perceive, as I as I see it, and what we think we understand about this dynamic thus far, and prove with peer-reviewed science, for those people, along with what we're doing every day, to sit and watch this, listen, it's, it's just, it was painful almost. Now look, they had, like Dr. Lee came on, you know, the, the very famous doctor that supposedly leaked all the data from the Wuhan. But guess what, guys? Most of what's come out since then has kind of shown you that her narrative is a little bit one-sided. Shocking, I know. And she goes on to talk about how she was going to be threatened to be disappeared by China and China bad guy, China bad guy, China bad guy. Now look, China is bad guy. China and what they're doing is just as bad guy as the U.S. right now with their authoritarian actions. I've never argued that they're good, they're bad. I'm not a child. The point is these governments are all doing this to you. And to come out and act like it was a one-sided thing, and by the way, let her go off about things that none of us can verify, it just felt very, very odd to me. And what is it? what about this is Fauci files? Problem is that this is a lot of people are letting this influence the direction on the premise that Twitter files are all about truth and transparency. See, my point, you build on a house of cards, and we haven't proven any of this yet. And this is my biggest problem right now. Oh, and just to point out, now this is necessarily relevant, but this is the guy hosting that. He put this out on Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody, except fill in the blank. Really, man? Like, really? Are we just trying to cause division and hate? Like, I don't understand why that is what people are doing. I said, let's stop dividing and try to be compassionate today. What do you say? And maybe it'll carry over. Maybe. It just, you know, my entire, like, I don't know. It just bugged me that that ever, I, that was pretty common, people sharing that. Let's all hate Fauci or whatever. And it's like, look, I have just as much frustration and anger and, and hate, to be quite honest, for a lot of these people. But anyway, you get the point. Division is the overarching point for me. Now, what I said a long time ago about this on December 4th, I said, why are so few people out there that are that why are so few pointing out that these supposed Twitter files are just tweets and screenshots? I'm not saying it's all false. I never have. In fact, late right in the beginning, in fact, I argued this is probably exactly what's happening, but merely that no one knows but people involved so far. No one honest should be taking this at face value until we see source material. Now, somebody responded on the 5th saying because Matt Taibbi has done more reporting with honesty and integrity, 2008, for the most time than most any other journalist out there. Now, you can, I don't agree with that, but there's a lot, a lot to be said for opinions. They also said they planned on doing what you are asking in a responsible way. Okay. I, I didn't disagree with any of that. So look at that. See, this is so frustrating. I am following her. Oh, oh look at that. This is so sketchy. There's some weird stuff happening in here. Anyway, my point is not, I, I never argued any of that stuff. Now, how was the argument? I'm not making fun of you. It's a fair statement. My point, though, is to say, how is it the right, how is it an honest response when I say that we haven't verified any of it to say they said they were going to? Okay, that's, so you make my point for me then. As I said, so your answer is trust. Faith, if you prefer. I'll stick to discernment and healthy skepticism, which, of course, by especially right now, the right defending this, gets taken as extremism interesting how that works right so for me to say i don't know yet i don't trust it you get framed as something ridiculous despite that being the most logical thing in any circumstance even if there's plenty of evidence you have the right to be like i don't know it doesn't feel right that's even as i said that's even well uh, even while i agree he did excellent work in the past and i have but why that translates to blind trust going forward is beyond me what if he simply is mistaken is that not possible but instead, because they said they were going to reveal it, we all engage now as if it's completely honest and on the up and up. We don't know that. I just don't understand why I have to be the voice of reason in this when this seems basic. And I know a lot of you agree with this, but there are far too many people out there that I, again, that I, I 
that I that I respect that are not that are dealing with this in a very dishonest way. As I said today, if you haven't caught on the game yet, maybe you don't want to drip, drip, drip. Where's the source material? As he tweeted today, much more to the Twitter files, or rather the files we haven't seen. We assume they're there more to the Twitter screenshots. COVID edition than this introductory threat. Follow up piece to come next week featuring leading doctors and researchers. Where are the files? Did they fit when this all started? They tell, I mean, the way this is going just is simply dishonest. What happens if it never gets revealed? What if it does a year from now or a month from now? This whole time, all they're doing is training you to engage in a very specific way based on assumption. Even if it's turned out to be true, which I think is probably the smartest way for this to end up, then what happens when the next time, if it's not or never gets revealed? All these people will run on the idea that they did last time, therefore we can trust this. Just, I mean, it doesn't, just based on previous work, you should not then trust the next thing. This is stupid. This is ignorance. B. Strong points out, he says he will release them after the drops. You see my point? This is the go-to response. I guess we should be thankful for this level of transparency. So thank you for the crumbs off the table since before was worse. This is voting for the lesser of evils mindset. Something we don't, we won't be seeing from Facebook, Instagram, definitely never TikTok. Well, we don't know that for sure. I, I, if, if this is how it goes, we're probably going to see the, the Facebook version of this too. Who knows? Which is not what we want because this isn't the transparency that they, we're promising. For sure, never any mainstream media outfits in the government. Never. Well, what are we talking about exactly? We've seen all sorts of false engagement from the mainstream and the government. Screenshots, JFK files released that weren't really the full picture. See how this goes? This is the same game they're playing right now. As I said, there is no transparency without source material. Only assumption. But I guess many are okay with that. I'm not. Now, I want to make a point. I swear, this, this may be the last time I try to make this as clear as possible for those that don't seem to get what I'm trying to say. Ultimately, the point here about source material, I mean, I tried to think of an example that made this as clear as possible because I am genuinely realizing that there may be just a, a kind of broad misunderstanding about why a screenshot is not source material, even if we're talking about a digital document. It's like, OK, think of it like this. So you, where I, there's a, I, I have a, a home video or just a video in my house. Put it on the TV. I take a screenshot of the video on my TV. Now, you can see what's on that screen. You can see the, the scene, the information. There's plenty of information in there. And I send you that screenshot and, and explain to you what the context is. So here's what's happening in that scene. Here's what they're doing. Look, I mean, it's, it's, you could probably assume that's right because, well, there's plenty of people involved with that show. If I was lying about it, somebody would go, that's not right. That's not what actually happened. Yeah, that could be the case. Certainly could be. But you don't know that. You don't know the title of the show. You don't know when it was made the context on either side of that clip, you just get my explanation of the screenshot and I guess assume that I'm filling in everything else. Now, what if I didn't include a certain data point that was interesting to you or something that would have made you not watch it? Well, you don't get all of that. You just get it through my lens. Now, even if I'm being honest, well, the point is that only I have the videotape at my house. Even if I put it on the screen, it's the same image. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a video that no one else has seen. So I have it. You can trust me. You can trust that I have it in my possession or that I have given you the full explanation of what the entire movie is about, but you're assuming at that point. And of course, I could be wrong. I could be thinking of the wrong video when I show it to you. Or maybe I misinterpreted it. Maybe I lied. The point is, guys, it comes down to a basic reality of what these things actually are. 
And a screenshot, no matter how detailed and how well explained, is not source material. This is why I get so frustrated when they compare it to Twitter, or rather to WikiLeaks. I've made this point before. Do made this point before. You can show how WikiLeaks has the corresponding documents where you can download it for yourself. You can skim through the whole thing, including all the things that aren't relevant. Look at the, the headings, and the titles, and the side part, the page numbers. I mean, you get, you get the full picture. Now, then, even then, you could go, well, maybe there's something wrong. Maybe they left something out. That's always possible. Now, just because there's possibilities does not mean you should engage with the limited version of something as it could be. The vo- it, it's just all assumption. And I think at this point, I, I can't make this any more clear. And I know a lot of you get it, but I know there are some people out there that keep pushing back on why they don't understand why what we're seeing with Twitter files is literally contradictory to what WikiLeaks did or any number of other releases in the same way. Now, just to make this clear on what they're doing. Oh, here is actually one more response to this. So I, I put this out, drip, drip, right? You know, slowly putting these things out and maybe it does add up to something, but we never really see the full picture of what they have and what they're pulling from. Then we assume that that's the case. He says, honestly, I don't see that in regard to the game. In fact, giving certain journalists like Matt Taibbi and Fang access unfettered assumption. Just, you see my point? That's, we don't know that. How do we know that? Well, they said so. Okay. So, Claude, you're choosing to trust that, first of all, is more than any other CEO owner of company has done or will do. How can we possibly know that? See, my point, this is drenched in assumption. But certainly the point is it certainly appears to be more than we've seen in the past. Or, I mean, it is more, period. It is perfect. Is it perfect? No. But then again, Musk isn't WikiLeaks. So why would we expect perfection? So now it's okay? I mean, so now what? Because Musk doesn't understand? Why are people so willing to give them the benefit of the doubt? Are you his, are you brothers with this person? Are you going to go play racquetball with him tomorrow? It doesn't, the point is we should be skeptical for every one of them. Trump, Biden, Musk, anybody. It just seems, it seems willfully ignorant to not immediately assume these people could be at the very least wrong, if not lying. But Tony chimes in and says, without source, it's trust. And I don't trust a single one of them. Not to mention, and by the way, even if you did, you should still question it because that's what we have to do in this process. Not to mention the fact that we are being conditioned to not look for source or dissenting opinion based on the source. Exactly. But Claude then says, I would push back on that in a couple of ways. One, the files haven't been denied by anyone. You see, but that is not a fair argument. There's plenty of things that have been shown to be false decades later when plenty of people knew. And this whole time, you could have been like, well, nobody spoke up, so we know they're real. No, we don't. That's an assumption, and it's a dangerous one. This is how many leaks are validated. Well, you could argue that it adds validity, but it does not validate them by simply having nobody challenge them. That's really ridiculous. The FBI actually admitted to what they're doing on Twitter. Now, my point is not that these things are verifiably false. I've never said that. In fact, most of us are willing to acknowledge that 90% of what they're pointing at, we've already proven in a thousand different ways, including people like this working directly with these agencies. It's everywhere, guys. We've known this forever. But the point about the source material is that this is the kind of stuff we're seeing. Right? This is the, this is what, the, let's go to the top, the... 24th Twitter this on December 24th the Twitter files Twitter and other agencies okay now it just goes on and all we get is stuff like this I've shown you this before okay so what did that come from right what is it from what is it tied to what set what does it say before it what does it say after what page was it on these things matter as much as you may not care that they matter 
Or did they just type this out? Was it given to him by somebody else and said, this is what it says. Type that out. We don't know any of this. I know you guys, even those denying this are in somewhere are understanding what I'm saying that you and, and maybe you don't care, but you have to admit that that's fair to argue that we don't know for sure, even if it's mostly proven outside of this conversation. But it's a bunch of personal opinion, text, his context and what, what he's seeing. And again, I agree with most of this, by the way, I've said that many times, but it's relevant. It's irrelevant, my opinion, in regard to what we can prove. It's all screenshots with things being weirdly blocked out. I don't know what's going on here, guys, and neither do you. We're taking stuff at face value. Now, I saw one example so far of an actual document in the full page being screenshotted. But you can see that there are more pages in the document, and we didn't get to see that. Why not? Why not just provide the document link? I think it's because we are being trained very carefully to go through this a very specific way. Now, look, here's, a, here's my point. Email after email came to San Francisco office heading with the election after often adorned with an Excel attachment. Like that right there. You know what that would be called? Source material. I'd love to see what that source material says as opposed to just seeing one image of it or whatever this came from. See that full database so we can skim through it and look for ourselves. That would be source material. So if I opened this clip or opened this Excel page, took a screenshot of one little category and sent you that, that would be a screenshot and not source material. Looking at the full page, obviously source material. But you show me where the links are in all of this. Now, there's an interesting discussion to be had about things like this. Matt points out, one Intel report lists accounts tied to Ukraine neo-Nazi propaganda. That's interesting. This includes assertions that Joe Biden helped orchestrate a coup in 2014, which he did. Okay. Well, there's no discussion about this, whether that's... So basically... Under the argument that this is their effort, or rather under the point that we can prove that the FBI, which I argue we know they did, were influencing and working on, you know, and manipulating Twitter and other social media accounts. Okay, well, seeing as how that's the point, inside of that point, it becomes, look at the fake things they had to shut down. This is how we can prove they're involved. Except Ukraine neo-Nazi is not propaganda, is it? The coup in 2014 is not fake news, but this is how this seems to be given. As Asher points out, the 2014 coup in Ukraine is a well-documented fact. It is. Victoria Newland is even on tape picking the government, as I've played to you many times. Are you seeking the truth or creating ambiguity? Right? Maybe it's as simple as this is just Matt's perspective on the things we're looking at. What should be included on this is that this is a the, the larger agenda that we would be able to piece together if we could see what they were doing and saying around this. You know, that maybe they needed to call this propaganda because they were trying to hide the agenda they were involved with. But nope, this becomes something that gets used by one side as proving that they're, it's an illusion. The right wing crazies point this stuff out for cycle. This is that completely verifiable. Here's another one. One report says they cite documenting purported rights abuses committed by Ukrainians was actually directed by Russian agents. Okay, well, this gets used now as people pointing out, see, Russians are faking Ukrainian rights abuses. But what they claim this tweet proves is that the FBI was simply using this to put that out there. Now, yeah, you could argue that then means it's fake, but that's not how this is being taken by a lot of people. This, this is being taken as just a data dump. So that shows that Ukrainians are being set up by Russia and plenty of them involved think that. That's not what's happening, guys especially in the regard the the human rights abuses we've seen in spades over there committed by the Ukrainian government. But, I mean, if you can't see the agenda that's being pushed out even alongside this, come on, guys, we need, we need to be able to see through it. Oh, this is the same one. 
Now, here's the last point on this. Oh, this is the Matt TV part here is that this is Twitter files thread, the spies who love Twitter. You can see here that all he really did on, on this December 25th post was just post exactly what was on Twitter. I mean, there's literally nothing else. This is exa- This is basically regurgitating verbatim what was posted on Twitter ends exactly where his tweets end. Okay, so at what point did Matt Taibbi stop caring about source material? He's posting this on his Substack. There's no links to source material. These are screenshots. So ask yourself, when at point, when in the past has Matt Taibbi wrote, written investigative journalist articles and not given you source material? Why? I mean, anybody want to explain that to me? Now, yes, you can argue he has that. And you could argue that it might make sense on a Twitter format for why you want to hold it back. But then explain to me on a, t- a different standing where we're on his substack, where he's done outstanding investigative journalism. And, well, I mean, he didn't have this all the way back then. But the point is that he's done work in the past. And yes, it's been sourced. It's got back source material backing up the inside information, the people he talked to. How about this? Why not now? You tell me. Maybe it's because he's got a million plus followers on Twitter now. You don't need to source your material. I don't know. Either way, there's a shift happening. And even people that once did these are now suddenly just not. Because I guess we just get to trust him. Because he said, he said he would. Now, I'm not trying to to disparage Matt Taibbi. I don't know. The point is, I don't know why he seems to be leaning in to the shifting and the different tenets of their journalistic integrity. Here's the one from today. You can look at the same thing. Here's what this gets even crazier. This is from David Zwig. These aren't even screenshots of actual documents. These are screenshots of things that were sent to him on his computer. And these things seem to be written out. Look at this. You can see that it's a a screenshot of a computer screen or a TV. Who wrote this for him? It's clearly not source material. If he's taking it from a screen, how does he know what he's reporting on? See, my point is this is getting ridiculous. So they are doling out things clearly through the Twitter legal team, as everyone's admitted. I don't know why we can't see this as the as the controlled drip drip leak of leak of controlled information that they want us to see that it clearly is, even if it's factual information. You know, you can clearly lie with real information. You get that, right? You can drip out one side of the story and influence people's actions. Do I know that's what's happening? No, because I haven't seen the source material. My God, I wish we could get through this and actually get to the point. Anyway, really quickly to show you the censorship, realize this is still happening as well. As I pointed out before, conservative Twitter accounts are apparently being suspended for speaking out against Zelensky. I just wanted to add for people that are unaware of this. He stated very clearly, Elon said to be clear. I am overall very much pro-FBI. The agency does a great deal of important work protecting the public. You know, the completely anti-American FBI from its, from its creation. I've written articles about this. That said, no organization is perfect and part of the FBI obviously overreached with respect to online censorship. Yeah, you think? Overall, very much pro-FBI. That's a, an alarming statement for people that really understand what the FBI's mandate actually is. Now, Matt Wallace, who can't seem to get his nose out of Elon's butt lately, seems that Elon Musk is against COVID vaccine mandates. Do you agree with him? I shouldn't even said that, to be honest. But the point is, there's so many people that are just like every second thing they say is about Elon, Elon Musk, and Elon Musk this, and he's doing this. And what do you think about that? Shouldn't he be president? It's like, man, take a beat. OK, I mean, it's just you don't need to sell everything around it. But my point is, sure, he says he's against vaccine mandates. He did say that. Hopefully the truth, I guess we'll assume that too, but openly pro one of the most dangerous substances ever given to the population. That in and of itself is concerning with all the peer-reviewed science. He could have changed his mind since then, but I'd like to know. This was April 2021. To be clear, I do support vaccines in general and COVID vaccines specifically. The science is unequivocal. Well, you know, it was in April 2021, unequivocally bad. 
but apparently he just didn't look at that and looked at what the CDC said or doesn't care. I don't know. Either way. Oh, yeah. And in rare cases, allergic reaction addressed with an EpiPen. That's it. Didn't age very well, did it? We'd love to, I'd love to know where his stance is now. COVID, uh, Spiro speaks up and says, according to Bloomberg article, Elon Musk became a young global leader for the World Economic Forum in 2008. And it says he's a new young global leader. What's interesting, though, Elon says he's invited but declined. Well, you know who also said that? Tulsi Gabbard. But COVID says, excuse me, Spiro says, thanks, thanks, glad to hear. But could it be argued your companies are driving World Economic Forum agendas? You know, Neuralink equals transhumanism, Tesla, green agenda, Starlink, worldwide internet to incorporate billions of unbanked people in a control grid, digital ID, Twitter payments, cashless, digital ID. Of course, no response there. And as Doom puts bingo, and you can see all of the links of all the things he says that are perfectly in line with all of this, but I guess we don't care, right? Because he says them and he's on our side, so it doesn't matter, right? But it's interesting he responded, by the way. Clearly, that's important. And he put, to be fair, Elon pushed back. Uh, and the World Economic Forum was quick to respond. Which is interesting, because he does say, he basically says to this video about... Now, I will argue, remember, this was the Jane Goodall clip. And I, got, I do remember this was slightly taken out of context. But it doesn't change the fact that it's an alarming reality that the people are supporting. The philosophy is the death of... This philosophy is the death of humanity. I agree with that. World Economic Forum, the actual one, chimes in and says, you might want to read this before reacting to something that's been circulated widely by pandemic conspiracy theorists. You can watch Goodall on the panel here and get the context for yourself. Well, the context only simply adds more to what she said. Nonetheless, what she said and what the larger conversation is exactly what we're talking about. So it's just weird that they take that point. Either way, I think it's very interesting that this comment is declined. But that does some kind of seem to be the, the walking argument for people that we can't seem to verify he also points out that in the world economic forum Ag agenda contributor page you've got musk's brother who is also on the board of spacex and tesla here's his information the brother of elon musk is tosca musk son of earl and may and and he's also a shareholder in tesla but he's also on the board of spacex it's interesting who sits on the board of the world economic forum you know no connection there but i wanted to point this out that Der derek made a point about this in regard to specifically Elon Musk and the same point, saying this is part of it. Well, Gabbard, on the record... Oh, you know what? I forgot to grab that. Hold on. Let me see if I don't... If I have this real quick to grab. Let's see. Shoot. Well, Derek sent me a link that I forgot to maybe send to myself that we were talking about. And this is a tweet, as you can see on the screen there, of Tulsi Gabbard accepting accepting oh wait this is a video let me see if it's the right one well where she accepts oh that's what it was that's right that's right so on on uh dr drew i'll include this for you if i can get this to share there we go wasting time wasting time all right so here Something about the World Economic Forum. Did, did that? Did you interview somebody recently or say something about that recently? Yeah, no, that's it's it's something that I've been seeing pop up a little bit on social media. Uh, people who, uh, so so basically, what what happened was early. Uh, I don't know, maybe in the first or second year that I served in Congress, um, I found out that my picture and name had been placed on the World Economic Forum's website under this category they have listed as young global leaders. And it, I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, they have different people of different political parties and from around the world. 
that are on this website. I was never asked to join and I was never informed by them that they had put my, my uh, name and picture on their website. And I honestly didn't know that much about it. Okay. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case, does it? Seeing as how we can prove wherever this was, get this in the right order. Here we go. That she responded. Here's the tweet. It's still up, by the way. It says, World Economic Forum. I'm honored to be selected as 2015 Young Global Leaders Voices, representing Hawaii amongst leaders from around the world. How do you make sense of that? She's willing to go on the record and say, I had no idea. They put my name up. I didn't even know about it. And I had to call Okay. Well, she's lying to you. It's plain as day. Do they not realize that we can look things up in the past? This is archived just in case. So my point simply becomes, is it the line to say, I declined. I didn't know what it was. Sort of like they, in the beginning, they all said, what's the Great Reset? I have no idea what that is. And they go, well, here's where you signed the book and said, thank you, Klaus. Explain that. <laughs> they know, and there's clearly an agenda to hide this. So I want to question whether that's the case, especially with his brother as one of the agenda contributor pa- on the agenda contributor page. In any case, it's still censoring on Twitter right now. Twitter suspends Palestinian journalist Arakat. Uh, well, it was a uh, Saeed Arakat, somebody who I agree, I argue, does a great job pushing back on some of their agendas. He's a Palestinian journalist. He was just censored. It's outrageous, James says, the Palestinian State Department journalist Saeed Arakat was suspended by Twitter, and there's been no outcry by U.S. defenders of press freedom. Yeah, how is that? Where are you at, Oliver Darcy? Oliver Darcy seems to freak out when any of his go, you know, little buddy pals gets, tweet, gets censored for 30 seconds on Twitter, but you guys have real-time, high-level censorship of people People like this, people like like you know Matt Lee and Associated Press, like these guys are day in day out involved in this, and they not a word. Yeah, maybe I should realize that when you haven't spoke a word about Assange either, right? But it says he, it says he's a person of integrity whose reporting is almost always honest, tough, and fair. The point is, people like this don't matter to the conversation right now. Here he is censored by Twitter, Elon Musk Twitter right now for pushing back on something like this. Is not the guy that's going to come out and say two party paradigm nonsense. He's reporting about what he's discussing, and this is usually a person that is absolutely on the nose, in my opinion, about what's being pushed back on. Most likely Palestinian-Israeli conflict stuff. Suspended. Either way you look at it, guys, that's censorship. It's happening right now. Here is this guy, the same I am meme, therefore I am. You already, sh- already showed you this. He got a 12-hour timeout. Why? For posting memes with Hunter, Hunter Biden stuff from the laptop. That's not, that, that's not free speech, is it? Multiple people did, by the way. Same with the Zelensky point. He already says right here, Elon Musk, who determines which picture from Hunter's laptop violates Twitter policies, right? And the point was this got t- censored on some new policy about personal media. Based on that idea, and this is new, Elon Musk Twitter, I guess there's never again going to be a whistleblower. I guess there's never again going to be a Epstein release, right? Because, well, that's his personal media. You can't share that. Got it. See, we're, we're sprinting in the direction of worse than before under the illusion that it's already better. He says, I just got, got out a 12-hour t- timeout for posting one of my memes with him in it. I used the same picture that was already thousands of memes on Twitter right now. That makes sense, right? And this guy's clearly a Democrat, right? For the podcast, I'm joking. <laughs> and as it says here, same thing. Didn't Elon Musk say he was going to stop suspending people unless laws were broken? Yeah, I remember that too. Or at least that's what he allowed you to think by using a post poll. He didn't say that, did he? He just voted and said, the people have spoken. What does that mean? Well, you spoke. Does it mean he's listening? No, it doesn't. But he lets you assume that because that's the name. That's the game of the day, isn't it? Let you assume. 
because we trust him, don't we? We can assume he's being honest. Well, he's since then proven that not to be the case. We see that. Here's an interesting example, by the way. Dr. Andrew G. Huff, the whistleblower in regard to the Wuhan lab, the recent discussion, he, he spoke up today and he tweeted this out. Execute Fauci. Message. Ron Johnson, limited hangout. Prove me wrong. Lots of, I mean, obviously, that's a huge overstep with the Twitter policies before and now calling for violence, right? Well, he deleted this. Clearly, people reported this it was everywhere. He took it down and here's his account. Still rocking and rolling, which I'm glad because that would have been censorship, regardless of what you think is right or wrong in regard to words. But let me ask you this, and I'm not calling this for censorship or for anybody's for that matter. But ask yourself this, why would yay be deleted for sharing a symbol that we can prove is nothing to do with the Nazi conversation, which is probably why he used it to trick them, and hashtag love everybody, right? But we can have examples of Ukrainians going, kill all Russians and use them as fertilizer. We have examples of this guy literally saying, execute Fauci, but they let him back on. That's nothing if not inconsistent. I just want you to see that. And I, I, I'm interested. I actually wanted to speak to this guy. I don't think I don't think we should be censored for even that kind of stuff. That's absolute free speech. But if they have a rule that says so, which they do, ask yourself why it doesn't get applied to some people, but does to others. Even those that say love everybody. <laughs> I mean, my God, did he play that right? Then lastly, on Twitter, they flagged sensitive content on my phone or on my account, actually. You know what it was? This is Twitter telling me we put a warning message on your tweets. Yeah, that's still happening. Free speech land, because they might have sensitive content. Well, you know what it was? It was me retweeting somebody who was showing what the Ukrainians were doing to people in Kherson. Showing them, bombing civilian areas. Yeah, but you can't do that. Only the other side can do that. You're allowed to show as grotesque as you want, as long as it pretends that Russia did it. And this was completely buried. And that's why, this is what he told you. No freedom of here, freedom of uh, reach, right? No, nope. which is part of freedom of speech. It's a game. As it said, why does this tweet have a warning? Well, we allow sensitive content on Twitter as long as it doesn't break our sensitive media policy, which I guess means whatever they want it to mean. So we, we cover tweets with a warning, which means it doesn't get seen by most people. But was there anything sensitive on this? Well, there was a sensitive report about Ukraine people doing bad things, but I guess that's too sensitive. The truth is still too sensitive on Twitter. Unless it must be one of those rogue employees in the FBI. That'll always be the excuse. Now, to get to the last part of this, and I'm going to try to do this in the last 15 minutes here, World Health Organization. You already saw this. Anti-vaccine activism, which I actually called anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally, says Peter Hotez. Right. So here we are in the world where Peter Hotez is trying to tell you that your activism, whatever, you, whether you're wrong, it doesn't matter. Just the idea that your ability to stand up and argue your point of view in the, in the realm of vaccines is not, not only is it not okay, not only do they want to make it illegal, they're trying to argue that by simply expressing what you think, you are a major killing force globally. Now, just wait till I read what he said in this article. He's talking to, he's saying you as an individual out there, even if you've had three shots and your son died from the vaccine and you suddenly started going, I don't think we should do this anymore. He says you're an anti-vaccine activism activist and that you're killing people. He says you're now killing more people than terrorism. He says you're now killing more people than anybody anywhere on any discussion. I'm not making this up. If you didn't see the words are violence agenda, this will show it to you. And this is very alarming. 
Right. So clearly the industry was trying to call this out and they got shut down by government. The point is, he's not anti-vax. He's not anti-vax. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. There you go. That wasn't what you were. Somebody's telling me it was frozen. Looks okay to me. Any case. Really quickly. I see I'm running out of time. Somebody's telling me the show, the show is down. He's not anti-vax. Nope. Looks good to me. All right. Let's waste no more time. Let's keep going. So uh, <clears throat> thank you for letting me know in case it was on your end. So the point is, guys, that he is and not anti-vax. Right? He's, he's simply telling you that he got all of them before this and has researched and realized there's a problem. Right? That's how in the world anti how can a scientist be anti-science? I mean, sure, it's possible. My point is you have to if if you're following the scientific method and you simply disagree with the outcome, that's not anti-science, that's a disagreement in the outcome. Now people like Hotez are acting like like Fauci, like they're above all of that, like they get to dictate what is the science, and therefore if you don't say what they think, then you're anti-science. That's the most dangerous thing you could possibly imagine right now in a world trying to weaponize that against you and put you in a position where they get to dictate your medical future. This is scary. Now, here's what happened on Rogan today. As Pierre says, this might be my all-time favorite Joe Rogan moment. In just a few minutes, Peter Hotez inadvertently shows the world exactly what has gone wrong with our medical system and why his endless push for more vaccines will never create health. Do you take care of your immune system in other ways? Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um, I'm not as cautious about my diet as I should be. I'm a junk foodaholic, uh, actually. Well, that seems like a terrible thing for your health. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? It it sounds like a ridiculous thing for somebody pushing the idea that if you don't do this one thing, that you're risking everyone's health around the planet. As Allison said in our show, he's very happy to be the laughingly, lovingly shrug off his decisions that are dangerous for his health, you know, because I I can make my choice. But you can't make your choices, though. You have to do what he says you have to do. But he can act like this is no big deal. Like the same point we made is that your your medical, your bad health choices in every possible way to use their logic could still translate into you taking up more hospital beds, having more heart attacks, or maybe more likelihood that you'll get the phantom COVID because you are fat. Cer- that certainly has a place of factor, doesn't it? So why does that abstract argument not work when you are pretending that by not getting injections that don't stop transmission and in fact increase your risk of getting sick by not doing that, you're somehow risking everybody else's health? This guy is not a health professional. This guy is a pharma professional. It's a terrible thing for my health and something my wife is uh, working on. But that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. What's Somet- going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't sometimes. get it right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I just don't get it right. But I guess we're not allowed to play that card when we're watching him get it wrong repeatedly. Not now, because if you do, you're an anti-science denier, or rather a science denier, anti-vaccine aggression. It's real easy just to label anything you don't like as aggression against the narrative or against the science. How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something like that? garbage in my opinion the way he looks right there he's like oh crap that was a ba- i just cornered myself he knows that joe's pushing on him here and it makes him look stupid and that's the face of a stupid response he knows he's looking bad right now that's my opinion sort of like with sanjay gupta where he went on joe rogan and he made him admit that he knew he was wrong and then he went back to lying about it again how if it's this easy to expose these clowns 
with Joe Rogan asking basic questions. That's why they refuse to engage with people that like doctors and scientists calling them out because they know they look stupid because they know they're, I mean, this to me speaks that he knows he's being dishonest. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't know. No, no, hopefully not every day, but you know, hopefully so, not every day. Yeah, maybe a couple of times a week. You oh, know? that's what with Ray, Rachel, my, uh, my daughter with autism, that's like our thing is to, Go to the uh, it's called the burger joint or to um, Shake Shack to get mm-hmm. a to get a cheeseburger. We'll sneak sneak some fries. So, mm. so you live in large. We call it like that mouth pleasure so much. You're willing to sacrifice a little bit. Of I health. am. Yeah. I uh, you know I you know I I can I have to concede that's the case. Well, there's yeah. uh, I mean I don't have to tell you, but there's a, a large body of data that connects poor diet to a host of diseases. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you don't trust that science, though, right? Or you don't care about that. However you want to look at it, right? The, cho- the point is you're choosing to do something that's bad for you because you like it. You know what? And that's your prerogative, Peter. The point is it's one step away from people actually arguing that we need to legislate people to be healthier because your very actions on the planet are killing everybody else or your carbon or your whatever else. It's not hard to see how this gets played. So it's just wildly disingenuous to act like that is okay, but we, what you decide. For everybody else is what they have to abide by. This is just bad health. This is like having wildly overweight people tell you what's right for your body. That seems like a t- crazy decision for a guy yeah. in your line of work. There you go. Sometimes the uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the it's not all brain. It's uh, it, it's something else. But I mean, if you ate healthy food, I mean, you, the thing is, your body starts craving healthy food. You start feeling yeah no no question results. no question about it. Do you take vitamins? I don't take vitamins. Really? Yeah. I don't wow. I don't think they do. I don't think they're needed because most. I don't think they do. I don't think they're needed. He was going to say I don't think they do anything. I don't think they're needed. Can you believe that? I don't think vitamins are necessary, especially for somebody who eats an unhealthy diet and then basically, in my opinion, lies about the way he started out. The way he finishes, I think is he's lying. I. I hundred percent think he's trying to lie on the later side of this argument about him being active 30 minutes a day and jogging every time he stops well clearly that's not the case his body shows you that's not the case but here he says nah no vitamins i don't think they're necessary i i'm speechless i mean this is literally medical misinformation and the, Ameri- and the American, what? and the American, hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't think they're needed while you're eating junk food? Well, think- ho- hopefully, I'm not only eating junk food. Yeah, right? but you know, there's a large body of clinical mm-hmm. research on the efficacy of vitamins, mm-hmm. especially vitamins D, vitamins. I, I B, have taken stuff. vitamin D for periods, for and the periods. recommendation of my internist. Yeah. Yeah. What about essential fatty acids, which mm-hmm. are great for your brain? Fish oil, uh, all these different things that are fantastic. Uh, I'm, for I'm not going ar- to. I'm not going to argue with you. You, 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 you got it. You got it. Hand, you got, on, you got it over me. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Sw- How embarrassing! Like the face just kind of smile and act like it's not. Like you're you're being made to look like a complete ass in, in a really really bad way for somebody who's pushing what health advice and literally trying to create a global action around your bad health choices. Just wait. We're getting to it next. It's it's this is crazy to me. Listen, but it would you would have a much better argument. Don't you're, you think? You're, you're, you're making my wife stay here. So. If you're taking care of yourself a hundred percent instead but of, but you just still need, but you still need your vaccines. I'm sure you do, but mm-hmm. vaccines aren't going to prevent I, cancer. No, that's true. Right. Now, you don't still need your vaccines. Like, let's be clear about that. You can argue vaccines are good and help and and whatever you want to fill in the blank with, but to simply argue you need vaccines, that's that is a 
false statement. This is the game they're playing about the idea that if you don't get it, everybody else is in danger. And this is a propaganda effort. For someone to stand up here and say, don't die, I don't eat healthy, no vitamins, but take your vaccines. I mean, that should give you a chill. That's crazy. That's the game that's being played today. That's true. There's a lot of diseases. Or diabetes or cardiovascular disease. A lot of these diseases are connected directly to diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Man. And don't you, don't you see? Don't you love how that just trails off? Of the, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm an ass. That's what you should be saying. I, I Peter, am a ridiculous person because you just made me in 30 seconds look like a complete hypocrite. It's that simple. Other lifestyle changes. Yeah, so. Sed- sedentary life. I try to go on the treadmill for 30 minutes. You try. Every I do it. Actually, I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. 30 minutes every morning. Why don't you just go for an actual walk? It's more interesting. I do that too. So I do. Dog? I do no, but I do about 30 minutes on the treadmill in the morning, and then I uh, and my I take a long walk with my wife in the evening. Oh, that's good. But it, you know the the thing that knocks the crap out of you is the travel. Yes. I find that very frustrating because you don't I exercise do and then you eat, you don't eat well, well and you don't control the uh, diet. Yeah, and there it is again. He, he stuttered right there because he's like, oh, wow, so I'm trying to get, you don't eat, eat well. Yeah, clearly you don't eat well, you don't exercise, and you're telling everybody else how to be healthy. Yeah, I don't, I mean, look, it, in my opinion, based on his body and the way he, the, just every, just everything about him, I know it's my opinion, he doesn't appear to be healthy. And he's here, and the way he's lying about working out and running every day, somebody who ran every day wouldn't look like that. That's my opinion. I it as well, so that's... Um, well, I have a solution to that, mm. and eat well and exercise. Those, those are the solutions to that. Yeah. Just do it. You right. know, I treat it like I'm brushing my teeth. I brush my teeth every day. Yeah. Don't you love how Joe Rogan is schooling this guy, this health expert? Here's the answer. Just do it, you lazy... <laughs> right? I mean, uh, again, just do it, man. If you cared about health, then it wouldn't be a conversation. I exercise every day too. Yeah. So when I travel, I don't have an option. When I land, I go to the gym. This is how it goes. I land, I get in my hotel room, I put my shorts on. Yeah, yeah I do I that too. To I do that too. When it's I the only yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. If you have to do it, if you, if you say this. So apparently now it just changed from I don't really do much and eat bad to now apparently every time he stops, he gets his shorts and goes to the gym. That's the, I, I, I do that too. <laughs> I, I take your answer, Joe. I take that one. <laughs> My God, these people are dishonest. This is just what gets done. Right. This is how you do it. Yeah, I try to be really compulsive about that. So Yeah, I have it written now. I know what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. especially if, if, the, if it's great if the hotel has a good gym. The hotel, you know, if they have weights and a bunch of different Or I'll run outside if, if we don't have it. You run? Yeah. Do you? Not very well. but No, uh, but you do? Okay. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get you healthy, I'm not, buddy. I'm not buying yeah. that at all. Can't be pushing only chemicals in injectable forms to facilitate health. Okay. Now, does anybody debate that there are chemicals in vaccines? There sh- there's not even a debate to be had. Now, yes, there are other things, but beyond a doubt, there are chemicals, numerous chemicals. I, I mean, it just listen to his answer here. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair. Not chemicals, they're vaccines. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's in them? What? It's not, I mean, it's some sort of chemical now. No, they're antigens, right? They're right. they're what's they're the fluid ma- macromolecules. What's the liquid stuff? Uh, typically, it would be saline or you know salt water. And- right. Yeah, right. Because we're talking about saline with some proteins floating around. This guy knows he's lying to you because he knows that the argument is concerning to people. It, I mean, it's just it's you. There's a list of things that they have removed and are using. I mean, there's chemicals involved with this. No question. I it just it's just flabbergasting to me that these kind of people are being taken seriously. But as I wrote, this is as embarrassing as it seems. 
This is how easy it is to expose these clowns today. And Silky points out any doctor that goes out of their way to dress like that in this weird little house on a prairie aesthetic should, should never be trusted. And I said, surprisingly, he's not wearing his customary, you can tell I'm a doctor because I'm wearing a lab coat, lab coat, <laughs> right? Like, which is what he usually does. Like the Zelensky green shirt. That's what they all look. You could tell I'm real because I've got it. I've got it. Like there's some of the, all these pictures of him at his desk with his microscope sitting on his desk. It's like, yeah, that, that's a permanent fixture on your desk, clearly. Because you know how, on, how usually you answer the phone and then jump over to the microphone. It's there to make him look like a doctor. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't use it. I'm saying it's chosen. It's politics. You're being engineered. And I simply said, just, you know, being, I, I, I felt like this was necessary. Peter, you should feel as stupid as you made yourself look in this interview. You are not a health professional. You are a pharma professional. We see you. Now, here are the, oh, my God, I completely, oh, my God, I went way past my time. Shoot. Damn it. Okay, I'm sorry. If you guys are watching, I'm sorry. Let me finish this real quick with these last two things. I see apparently I'm not capable of doing this in a short period of time because I did not. I, all I was going to skip past here are some more uh, information about more people speaking out about the dangers. Lots of experts speaking up and saying these things are dangerous. These things are dangerous all around the world to the point about weight, just so it's clear. Washington Post comes out. A new study found that exercise in almost any amount, any amount, reduced people's risks of being hospitalized of dying of COVID. You know what doesn't do that? The COVID injection. I mean, you could argue you think that's how that translates, but to pretend that it, no, any amount of the injection reduces, that's not true. They argue it can or should. Clearly, it increases your risk. The point is, any amount of exercise. Gee, who was yelling that in the beginning? Go out and get some sun, exercise, eat healthy. Conspiracy theory. That's what it was. Now they're ac afterward going, oh, yeah, it looks like exercise is probably the best thing you could have done. Here's Peter telling you, do none of that, take an injection. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't don't quickly get out there and exercise the, because fighting obesity is rooted in racism, apparently, or, you know, health <laughs> and not dying early. You know, those things, but all racism, because apparently only black women are fat. Not true. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous game. This is the scientific American. Robert points out, what's the reason for this? Obesity rates have tripled since 1987. Not for black people only, not for only some states, but for the whole damn country, guys. You know why? Because we're being gamed. Everything about us is getting less healthy. Our leading cause of death, one of them, is medical treatment in this country because we're broken. Now, to finish here in general, I wanted to play, read, read these two things, just a couple of highlights, and then I've got to apologize to my Pirate Stream team for being late. I can't believe I ran over. I thought I was doing well. April 27th, 2021. COVID vaccines. Time to confront anti-vax aggression. Anti-vax aggression. Now ask yourself, just like, just what if you are anti-vaccine? Entirely from top to bottom, every single thing about vaccines I stand against. Do you not have a right to feel that way? In fact, there's plenty of real, real world evidence that actually makes that very clearly a, a sound stance to take today. But no, if you even think that way, even if you've gotten objections your entire life and you've gotten three COVID shots and you stopped in the fourth one, to him, you're an anti-vaxxer and you are aggressive by simply stating that opinion. High level counteroffensive against new destructive forces. You are the new terrorist, guys. This is where this is going. And if you haven't seen this, we've been yelling about it since 2020. We've been predicting the overlap of the vanilla ISIS, MAGA trap, kind of white supremacy, the way this is going. He even references it in both of these next articles. The idea that it's not just about vaccines, it's generally, they need a counteroffensive against your aggressive action for national security. This is real and it's happening. 
It says here, U.S. President, remember this is on 2021, Biden was warned Russian, has warned Russian media groups to halt their anti-vaccine aggression, you know, as they make them and push them themselves. The United States hosts the world's largest and best organized anti-vaccine groups or people that are speaking out against the realities of vaccines, you know, however you want to look at it. According to the London-based Center for Digital Hate, countering digital hate, you know, that ridiculous group that continue to expose themselves for being aggressively one-sided and propagandized. These are influential groups, not a spontaneous grassroots movement. So because they're influential, they can't be grassroots. The point is this absolutely stems from people who are aware of what's happening, not some Russian campaign, which is that's what they're trying to insinuate here. But it goes on to say, showing you the overlap of claiming Russia's the one doing this, many far-right extremist groups that spread false information or things that later gotten proved to be true, like myocarditis, about last year's U.S. presidential election, or the proof that we very clearly saw manipulation, are doing the same about vaccines. What a clumsy overlap. So there's no Democrats? Yeah, there are. Why then do you think they felt so it was needed to push this together? Because there's an agenda. They need to push this together. Anti-vaccine groups also target black communities. An anti-vaccine documentary released in March vilifies COVID vaccine testing among African-Americans. Well, there's a historical precedent for understanding how that's been used. Global anti-vaccine messaging around the um, adenovirus vaccines means that people will die in the pandemic and will be prolonged. Oh, that aged really well, didn't it? You mean the ones they've now discontinued and stopped using because they're causing blood clots? Yeah, extremely rare, but life-threatening blood clots. Well, the point is all of them are doing that. But now they've at least admitted that AstraZeneca, J&J are the ones you're supposed to think are the problems. That's not true. They all are the problems. But think about how dumb it is that he's going to say here that those not being used are why we're still going to be in a problem. But they've now later been shown to be exponentially more dangerous. But we're going to keep trusting him, though, apparently, because he's allowed to be wrong aggressively. The United Nations and the highest level of government should take direct, even confrontational approaches with Russia and move to dismantle anti-vaccine groups in the United States. So now he's calling on the international community to do things about your free speech. And not just stopping you from speaking, but physical action. Efforts must expand in the realm of cybersecurity, law enforcement, public education, and international relations. A high-level interagency task force reporting to the UN Secretary General could assess the full impact of anti-vaccine aggression and propose tough, balanced measures. My God, the task force should include experts who have tackled global, complex global threats like terrorism cyber attacks, and nuclear armament. Why? Well, because anti-science is now approaching similar levels of peril. Wow. It is becoming increasingly clear that advancing immunization requires a counter-offensive. Guys, this gives me chills. This is real-time concerning. Now, I read this at the time. But what connects next is the word... I didn't see this until Allison showed me. He's talking about you having an opinion about these injections... Being terrorism, being on the level of high, real-world, global threats. I mean, all they need is just a push to take action on this. This is August 2022. Will anti-vaccine activism in the U.S. reverse global goals? Now, when we were talking about this today on Alice Morrow's show, I, didn't, I haven't read this before, before I talked about it before I highlighted it, and I, I told her, how much you would have bet there's something in there about the UN? Something in there about something, whether it's climate change or sustainable development goals. Well, guess what? Oops, it's right there. Oh, we'll get to it. It's in there. They do. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was weird. <clears throat> Just hiccuped out of nowhere, but they do. 
The point being, they reference sustainable development goals. Why, if that's talking about anti-vaccine? I get hiccups out of nowhere. In the time of COVID-19 pandemic, anti-vaccine activism in the U.S. accelerated, amplified, and formed an alliance with political groups and even extremists. You know, like Iran bad guys and and Russia bad guys and whatever else. An organized, well-funded, and empowered anti-science movement. You know, like anti-science PhDs and anti-science cardiologists and anti-science scientists. Totally everywhere. Now threaten to spill over and threaten all childhood immunizations. We should question all of them, absolutely. Declining immunization rates as a result of anti-vaccine activism. People are no longer taking things because they're waking up to the concerns. An anti-vaccine movement has begun with false assertions linking to autism. My God, do you realize this has been proven? I'm not talking about because of some study or because of some article, because of peer-reviewed science. They've very clearly, beyond a doubt, found a link between autism and specifically MMR. But injections in general correlating with the act of 1986 and so on go back and look at the vax documentary since then it's been very clearly out outlined they just don't they just pretend it's not true maybe because he's got an autistic daughter doesn't want to admit that he did that to her with forced vaccinations if that was the case i don't know for sure could have been something else the bottom line is it's not false assertions far-right extremist groups such as the proud boys march at anti-vaccine rallies okay so what does that mean Anybody can show up at a rally. This is clumsy, and it, it's, about, it's to do overlap it with as if on, only MAGA far-right extremists talk like this. The central tenets of the health freedom movement are prioritizing vaccine choice, especially for COVID vaccines, over government mandates, terrorism, promoting pseudoscience claims of benefits of natural immunity. He literally says this. You know, the thing that we all know is very real. Or cures such as hi, uh, ivermectin. This is So ivermectin has been proven 15 different ways now to be exactly what they said it wasn't. It's still a problem to Peter Hotez because he is towing a line. Narrative, that's what he knows. The point is, how is this a bad thing? Prioritizing vaccine choice over government mandates. To him, that's terrorism. Exaggerating vaccine side effects and downplaying their effectiveness. Is that what we're doing? Asserting the pharmaceutical industry and the U.S. government engage in backroom discussions. Gosh, my hiccups are driving me crazy. Or even possibly financial transactions. So we're pretending that the pharmaceutical industry hasn't been caught publicly using backroom deals and and contracts that we weren't allowed to see. I mean, think about how dumb it is to make that statement when it's been publicly discussed even by corporate media. This guy is a dangerous person. He is straight up pushing this for global action against your choices because of things that we've proven to be the case. Anti-vaccine activism even extends to some healthcare providers connected to the far right, of course. What does that mean? Connected how? They made a tweet somewhere that you wink, wink, mean this or that. Yes, that's the way they're playing this game. I'm an anti-vax far right extremist if you listen to these people. The U.S. anti-vaccine activism under the banner of health freedom, also referred to as medical freedom, has produced tragic and even deadly consequences. Gosh darn it. The loss of life has been massive. Right. Okay, so now we're going to pretend this is making sense. The game they're playing. You know, that the Lancet says, look at what it's done and it killed all these people. Well, guess what? You can prove, prove, based on the actual study, that what they did was played the 14 days after game. (laughs) This is going to kill me. That all they did was pretend that anything after 14 days or before wasn't vaccinated. I mean, this is exactly what happened. Outcomes with symptom onset occurring 
14 days after the vaccination were excluded or before 14, 14 days. And we know that according to everything we've seen, that the majority has happened within the first 14, 21 days. So it's an easy way to pretend that all of these adults who died after an injection, but it was first 14 days, in fact, were unvaccinated and it was because COVID. You can read this for yourself. I mean, it's unreal. And they simply say, well, 200,000 Americans died because they lost their lives and refused to get an injection. This explains, in part, the freedom convoy. Right, you know, people asking for their own choices. There are reports on how vaccine refusal extends beyond COVID vaccines to include parents refusing routine uh, childhood or school entry vaccinations for their children. So now people are just asking questions, and that's not allowed. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya says it's amazing to watch public health professionals who pushed vaccine mandates and discrimination befuddled by the fact that people no longer trust them and now question other other vaccines. It is public health malpractice by people not very good at their jobs, like Peter Hotez. For two decades, under the auspices of their global goals, initially the Millennium Development Goals, followed by, guess what? Sustainable Development Goals. Tremendous strides have been made in reducing deaths and morbidity from measles, polio, blah, 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 by vaccination. So now it's about the 2030 agenda? You see the point? A successful vaccine ecosystem led by Gavi and the WHO and the world, the UN and everything else is under threat. The global system of governance is under threat. Only 8% of the population in Nigeria, only 18% of Kenya, 24% of Uganda are fully vaccinated. Well, you know why that's relevant? Well, because you can clearly see that the groups that are the least vaccinated are the, are the faring the best. There's no denying it. Here's Nigeria, fl- flatline. Here's Kenya, flatline. Here's the UK, a little bit higher, but here's the worst, New Zealand, Australia. So explain to me how something with like 99% uptake is going to be that much worse than places with such a low point. But here he is pointing out, oh my God, Nigeria. <laughs> only only 8% of the injections have been given and, and they're faring well better. But to him, that means they're going to die. I mean, how in the world can you not engage with the real world data and make this kind of argument that we're hurting them by not giving them these dangerous injections? Here's the main point. And I have to go because I'm being very... Very disrespectful to my team. As the SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant spread across the southern states of the U.S. in the summer of 2021, we learned too late about the damage inflicted by anti-vaccine activism and missed an opportunity to prevent a catastrophic loss of life. So anti-vaccine activism is he's telling you why this happened. If we wish to halt a global decrease in vaccinations, we cannot allow vaccine refusal to continue. So seeing as how the 2020, comparing 2020 to 2021, how in the world do you pretend when there's not injections there and there are in 2021, even if you're pretending we're not taking them enough and it was worse, how do you pretend like that's anti-vaxxers? I mean, it's just plainly obvious. In U.S. anti-vaccine aggression is currently linked to political extremism. It's right there, as plain as day. You are now a domestic terrorist because you think vaccines are dangerous. Seeking outside advice from experts in homeland security, justice, commerce, and even the U.S. State Department is essential. This is Peter Hotez calling for global action against you and your government, or rather with the government against you, in addition to seeking help from the various United Nations agencies. Global governance. (laughs) Anti-vaccine activism now costs human lives on scales that exceed global terrorism. 
or other established threats. We must recognize the depth and breadth of anti-vaccine activism and its detriment to global security. I never would have kept going with hiccups like this if it wasn't important to reach this point. God, that's crazy. Never happened before. All this time. In any case, guys, realize, to finish here, the, uh, the alarming reality that he's telling you that anti-vaccine activism, not anti-vaccine action, but simply expressing your opinions are more dangerous than global terrorism or other related threats. If you can't see the writing on the wall, you're choosing not to. This is as clear as it gets. Oh, this was just the uptake in New Zealand, I think. Finally, here's another example. Here's Haiti. 3% vaccinated. Look how low their deaths are. Here is the United States. Look at their deaths. Yeah, but no matter though, because you don't understand. Because you're not a scientist, right? That's what they'll tell you. Well, I'll include this in a later show. I'll leave it there, guys. Thank you all for tuning in today. I'm going to do my best to rush in to get this other thing going. Thank you all for being here today. <laughs> I'm laughing about this. I guarantee you. Give me a meme or something. Make fun of me because this deserves to be made fun of. However that happened with hiccups today at the end of the show. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.